he'll, he'll just he'll just sneak up on him and then just jump on his tail. Just jump on his tail. No, no just all the claws on his tail. You know, Brew jumps up and runs away. Fenris takes his spot by the fire. You know, that's just how it works around here. Fenris is the boss. Oh yeah. It's true love. Oh. All right. Alrighty. You want me to get started with all the spoilers and stuff? Do it. Make everyone know where we're I'm on the official, we've got a script today. So, you know, look at us. We got our big podcast pants on. So nice. Uh, Yeah. So we are, of course, talking to the source of all knowledge about the Dresden Files. So if you are watching this and don't want to get spoiled, probably avert your eyes. We're also going to swear in shit because we're adults here. So I hope that's okay with everybody. We will be disappointed (laughs) when we get told no. (laughs) So... All right. Uh, so jumping in, we've got a list of questions. Uh, we expect that he's going to answer about half of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we wanted to get some of the uh, bookkeeping stuff out of the way. So um, the the next project that we understand you're probably working on is the Olympian Affair. Um, yes. Have you been making progress on that one? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's one of those things where... Uh, it's a very different kind of kind of writing than than the Dresden Files. Um, it, there's a much different voice for the characters, and they kind of have their you know kind of a, a non-standard dialect and so on that I'm that I'm done trying to maintain. And um, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a very different um, it's a very different process than writing a Dresden Files book. Writing a Dresden Files book is just like okay, what am I going to do to Harry today? Uh, <laughs> uh, it it's really breaks down to that simple. It's like how do I make Harry's day worse today? Uh, uh, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm doing stuff in, you know, multiple viewpoint books, I've got lots of characters to juggle. I've got lots of decisions to make about how I present things. Um, writing in third person is a very different, uh, process than writing in first person because you've got so many more choices to make. Um, uh, that's one way of saying, you know, another way of saying that is you've got much more rope with which to hang yourself. Uh, but ultimately I think third person books have, uh, there's more potential for, for the ways, the, the varied ways that you can present your stories. First person book, I mean, pretty much Dresden has to walk in the room and get punched in the nose in order to get anything done, you know? Uh, uh but you know, but when you're going third person, you, you can, you can show, you can show things so many more ways. Uh, it's, 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 um, it's both more fun and much more stressful. You mentioned uh, previously that there might be a novella between uh, the Cinder Stars book we already have and the Olympian Affair. Do you have a title for that yet? Um, uh, no, I don't really have a title yet. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 it's it, yeah. I mean, it's 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 Benedict on a mission. You know, Benedict gets, gets sent out to go do to, to go do cool warrior born stuff uh, with a with a with a team of warrior born Suicide Squad guys, um, uh, uh, and so off they go to to manage things. Uh, um, but it's really, I mean, it's just kind of a setup for, for, for the opening of a book, uh, you know, for the opening of the book. But I kind of want to I, I kind of want to get the story going. I had a great idea for how to get more cats into the story. So you know, I, I had to do That's a novella. Important thing. Cats then, yeah. All right. Are you still sticking with the uh, pattern for the Cinder Sparse books of it's like either three or six or nine? Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be, I, I don't know if I'm going to do three of them or six of them or nine of them. We'll see. You know, we'll, we'll kind of see how the second one does, but. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do something cool, whichever way it turns out. But uh, I, I think if I can do six, it'll be, it'll be pretty great. You know, it'll be, it'll be about like uh, Codex Alera was. If I can do nine, it, it should be, I should be, it should come home to a pretty thundering epic ending. That would be a lot of fun. So in terms of, we talked before, like before we went live here, that you were thinking 22 books plus the, uh, the big trilogy. Do you have a rough idea of the titles for the books between battleground and up to the trilogy oh not really um i i know some of the titles um 
I know, like, I know the next one's coming up. I'm not writing Mirror, Mirror next. I'm writing a different book next, uh, The Dresden Files. Um, uh, uh, because I decided that after Battleground, uh, if we just jumped forward into an alternate reality, uh, rather, than, rather than actually seeing what happened to this one, uh, uh, that I really think it would uh, kind of undermine a lot of cool story stuff. So uh, uh, as it is, I think what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit of time and, and I'm going to write something different than uh, the normal Dresden. Normally Dresden is, is I write a book that's about his worst weekend of the year. And that's what the Dresden Files is really about. It's Harry Dresden's worst weekend of the year. Um, uh, but the next one I think I'm going to write, it's going to take place over the course of a year and it's going to, you know, kind of show what it's we like. Fo we follow for a whole year? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it'll, new. I mean, it'll, it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll essentially what I'm going to do is write once a month and I'm going to be writing a book and it's like, this is how you recover when your world gets blown up, you know, and that's what happened at Dresden, whether you like it or not, you know, that's what happened to him in the last book. And uh, uh, you don't, you don't just, you don't just, you don't just take that move along, you know, uh, uh, just, just, just keep walking along with the theme music. You, know, you kind of got to stop and, and look at things once in a while. Uh, you got to stop and look at yourself once in a while. And uh, so I think that's what we're going to do in this next book. You know, there's going to, I, I mean, we're, we will have the normal, the normal Dresden Files nonsense. Here's Brutus, everybody, just in case you, you wondered if you would get to see Brutus today. Um, <laughs> we'll be doing like a lot of the normal Dresden Files nonsense, but it'll, it'll be a little bit more spread out. And, uh, uh, you know, he's got to survive 12 dates with Lara Wraith and, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. So, you know, it's going to be busy. Damn, that's a lot of dates with Lara Wraith. Yeah. Well, if the other book titles are still open to negotiation, I still want to throw my uh, two cents in to have uh, Heel Turn be the wrestling book. Oh, Heel Turn. Yeah, not bad. I, I don't know. I'm kind of go, going for more a pro wrestling vibe. Uh, I would probably, I would probably want to, I would, if I didn't already have the, 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 the title structure going, I would have called it Turnbuckle. Because uh, uh, that's just, it, that's such a great, that's such a great wrestling word because you don't hear it anywhere else, you know. That's true. But I, I think the wrestling book will probably be called Body Slam, though. So. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. I have to think about that. I've liked Heel Turn for a really long time, but that, that is kind of fun. It's too. just because EG advocates it's like every no, episode. It's got the double meaning. It's got, yeah. you know, people who are just instantly becoming <laughs> a bad guy that you didn't realize were going to be. It's got, it's you not, know. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. I agree. Yeah. All right. I'm to my madness. Go on. Go settle down. I got to work. We'll play later. Okay. Uh, so I think you said previously that uh, the time travel book is going to be probably book number 22. Yeah, it should be the last one, I think. Yeah. So is that when we learn who fixed Little Chicago? Uh, I mean, gosh, I just planned the time travel book to go through and <laughs> fix all the inconsistencies that are in the series that I'm sure are going to, you know, that, 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 I mean, I know there's some there and there'll probably be more. Uh, uh, honestly, the whole reason to do a time travel novel uh, story is, is just to do that, uh, uh, and, and then you know to and then to play around with time travel. So, yeah, pro tip for any author out there: so just to like James, like okay, just just make sure to say the last book will be time travel. Any mistakes you made, just fix up there. Right. Easy peasy. Give me just one second. I'm gonna let Brew out to chase the squirrel, so he's not in here with us. Yep, that's fine. All right. Squirrel chasing is important. Got to visit them, pokey stuff. I mean, if there's a if there's a squirrel moving in on this territory, it's got to be put in this place, right? <laughs> Might bring the squirrel in. Then it's really moving in on the territory. Great. Well, clearly, the cat is more of a danger anyway. Yeah, so, gotta protect the territory. You know, it is what it is. 
Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, so I'm I'm assuming partial answer is going to be this this next book that kind of manifested where we kind of follow Harry through the year. But you added so much of the extra story stuff in Battlegrounds. Is that kind of the intention? Where I, I can't imagine you're going to give us the answers to everything in this one book, right? We've we've got stuff with McCoy, oh. we've got Lara, we've got the castle, Justine listens to wind, uh, we've got uh, River Shoulders. Like, where's this all gonna? Where where do we get answers? Oh, eventually. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you where you get the answers. I mean, my gosh, then you, you can skip all the other books and just buy the one with the good stuff. Oh, yeah, we would, we would skip books. Yeah, you would. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, because those would be the books with more questions that lead to more. Yeah, questions. yeah. Uh, uh, no, we're gonna get. I mean, we're gonna get some answers in the. We're gonna get some answers in the next book. We'll get some more answers at, in, in in the one after that. Although fewer. Uh, I mean, mirror mirror is basically we're gonna we're gonna jump over into the into the the, the next universe and see how things are going, uh, uh, and we'll sort of be able to see you know that universe will be a few years ahead of where Harry's universe is now, uh, uh, so you'll sort of be able to see the direction things are going, and that that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, things got worse faster in the mirror universe uh, 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 that that we're going to, but there's actually an entire spectrum of, of, you know, of, of parallel realities that are existing in, you know, in the Dresden Files universe. And, and uh, uh, you know, this is just going to be the nearest parallel reality that, they, that you can get to that's significantly different uh, because there's always a cloud of parallel realities that are just almost exactly the same, but not quite, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen Stargate or many other sci-fi shows where it's like one, one choice basically means one new reality. Right, uh, right. Like whenever, whenever this fork is split in the road, then there's a new reality. Yeah, which is interesting because if you look at that from you know Uriel's point of view, then suddenly the battle versus good and evil is uh, you know is all about choices because you know every choice starts creating more and more different realities and more and more universes, you know, eternally branching, growing universes. And are they going to be you know places where 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 where, where good things happen or places where bad things happen? You know, that, that's kind of a you know, that's kind of an epic. That's kind of an epic struggle. You know, uh, looked at that way. That's actually interesting because we talked about that on the podcast several times. We think we all agreed on that. There's like even if there's a lot of realities, there's one Uriel like above all the realities. Is that how um, you see it? Yeah, uh, so, sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Uriel's an archangel, so he's he's like he's kind of omnipresent in the universe in many ways. Um, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's you know he's one of God's deputies. You know, yeah. he, he, he kind of has, you know, he kind of has enormous amounts of power. All the archangels do. But yeah, that would be it, that would be the case is, is that when you get to the when you get to the really high levels of power, um, you know, beings like Uriel are the same everywhere they go. So poor Uriel has to deal with millions and millions of Harry Dresdens because they're always causing problems and they're always making choices and they're always creating new branches for the universe. So, you know, poor Uriel has to deal with just so many copies of this guy. So there are actually multiple Uriels, but they're all kind of the same guy. In each no, reality. no, there's, there's or... one Uriel and he's everywhere. He I, like, I like that. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. All okay, yeah. at the same time. Um, but, but, but for example, if you, if you go to an alternate reality, there would be a parallel map and the two maps would be parallel, and they then they probably would be able to like know about each other and talk to each other if they really wanted to. But they're just really fucking busy. They got a lot to do, you know. Uh, um, uh, but but yeah, but like Mab next Mab next door would be like, oh wait, you work for me next door. All right, well now you work for me. While you're here, you work for me. You know, <laughs> well, why not take advantage? Well, yeah, I mean it's Mab. How how what other way could she react? You know, but. Uh, 
Are the, uh, are the but, mothers but yeah, yeah. parallel? She's, she, she, she's, she, Mab is, is tremendously powerful, but she's not powerful on the scale like Uriel is where he's there, you know, in the parallel realities next door and spreading out and so on. How do the mothers compare to Uriel? Are they in all realities or are they parallel? Like they're, they're, they're much closer to Uriel um, uh, uh, because, uh, uh, well, I don't I won't talk about that yet. I'll put that in the books. Uh, uh, but the mothers are much closer, much, much closer to being Oriole. They're, they're essentially, you know, nigh unto being, nigh unto being gods on the level with, uh, uh, you know, with like Zeus or, or, you know, or the, uh, uh, or the Native American gods or the, or, or, you know, the, 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 uh, the Hindu gods or something like that. I mean, they're kind of on that same, that same scale. So all the big things that stayed immortal and godly and powerful and have to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and kind of had to take a step back from all the mortal affairs that were going on as a result. You know, most most of them are like most of the most most of the gods did that. They they just sort of okay, we're going to take a step back. We're not really going to be involved. We're going to become professional wrestlers. You know that sort of thing. As for as for a Christian, we'll probably get a. I'm not going to tell you when do when when do we get Thomas back? When do we get Thomas back? It's yeah. bold of you to assume we do. Um, uh, 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 hey, I mean, you can't say that. To me. Thomas is just stuck there forever. You know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly. Um, that's one of those things. It, it, it might be a while before you get an answer to that question. I'm not, I don't know the answer to that question myself. We'll see him in Mirror Mirror. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird because like Thomas has been one of the most consistent characters like as, as of appearing in each book. So we're going to miss him. Well, you you could say he's consistent or you could say that he just hasn't grown very much. I'm, I'm not sure you know, which, which is the case. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I, I suppose you'd have to date him to find out. Probably that's uh, uh, the uh, only uh, his life, you know. What I meant was like he's uh, he's always uh, he's probably the character who's been in most books since he was introduced. I think it's since he was introduced, he's been shown up in one way or another in every book except there was one he wasn't in, and I don't remember which one. There was one he wasn't in. Other than that, he's been in every book, so it's gonna yeah, be a yeah, little weird not having him. He's the muscle, you know. I mean, he's Harry's he's Harry, Harry's go-to thug, you know. So. I might need somebody beat up. Better call Thomas. <laughs> uh, so one of Mab's thugs, Cat Sith. When do we get to see him again? Oh, uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know if he survived that. Oh, because no one survives falling into Lake Michigan. Well, yeah, no, not everyone. Um, <laughs> Especially not, not Winterbeard. Not everyone has a. Not everyone has a, a Queen Mab there to save him. Um, the way Dresden did. Uh, let me think. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see Cat Sith again or not. We'll have to see. We miss the murder kitty. Well, yeah, the other one. I will say he was uh, he was a great character. Yeah, well, well, he was great because he treated Harry the way a cat ought to treat Harry, and and that was really the only reason people liked him because you know it's like he's a cat. He's given Dresden no respect. This is great, you know. So, well, he had a cat for that. It's just now this one can articulate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on the other uh, seasonal side of the spectrum. Um, Eldest Gruff, who seems like he would have been a kind of handy guy to have around in a giant Titanic battle. Was he um, maybe off doing something, you know, with, with Leah? Is Summer helping in that respect at the gates a little more? Or was oh, yeah, we yeah. see him again? Anybody, anybody who wasn't, I mean, the reason you didn't see Leah around was because she was doing stuff that Mab would normally be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mab had to be in Chicago overseeing that. Uh, so Leah was at the gates overseeing the defense of the outer, of the outer gates. Um, 
uh, and basically anybody that, you know, most of the folks that you didn't see uh, who were involved in the fairy courts, if they weren't involved in that fight, they were at the outer, outer gates fighting there. So is, is Elder Scruff, is it fair to say he's kind of like the counterpart to Leah for Titania, even if their roles are a little different, like in, in terms of power and responsibility? Uh, no, nowhere close. Um, uh, Eldest Gruff is, well, I mean, I, I guess he's close. I, I, I guess it's, it's, it's close. He's an advisor to Titania the way that, that, that Leah is to Mab. Uh, neither Mab nor Titania take advice very well. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Um, Great but, job to have. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're grotesquely powerful, when people are afraid of you, you know, the advice comes in a little, a little tepid anyway, you know. <laughs> Oh, it saved uh, Harry's uh, life enough. Yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, I mean when you wander like this, that's when we're getting the real information. So please. Oh, I know, so, I know. That's like <laughs> yeah. my mouth. <laughs> we just gotta, we just gotta send him out on a tangent, and then we'll get there. Right. That's why you yeah, gotta ask these open-ended questions, man. Let the fairies just talk. So. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, just keep it with the character theme. Have, have you squared if uh, Maggie Dresden is going to have powers yet? And if so, when do we get a taste of that? Um, I don't know yet. And it depends on when I, you know, when I do any more stories with her. Um, uh, uh, I, I've got several ideas for, for, what I, for, what, for what I could do with her. I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with yet. Hmm. Um, I don't think she's just going to be daddy's little girl and, and, just, and just be a duplicate of Dresden. I don't think that works at all. That would be too easy for him too. So it would be it would be simple, but um, I think I would have more fun doing something else. So uh, we'll 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 see which way I go. I, none of the plans that I have have her being you know wizard baggy, uh, uh, but we'll see what happens. So what about our boy Kincaid? Is he gonna come come back? I know he's kind of you know looking for a job right now. I guess. Um. Well, I mean, if you're good at killing people, you can pretty much always get work, unfortunately, in this world. Uh, 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 but that said, I mean, you know, that he's out, you know, he's out doing low profile stuff, which is to say working for mortals. Um, uh, 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 you know, he hasn't been doing much in the, in the supernatural world lately. He's all depressed. Oh. Buddy. Well, I mean, he's, you know, she, he shot her only friend. She booted him. Well, he didn't her, shoot himself. Her best friend shot her other best friend, right? So, yeah. Well, Kincaid wasn't a friend. He was hired. Mm-hmm. Or Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we in in the battle with uh, with Dracul and the uh, the vampire nobles and everything like that. We see several other high profile wardens. You know, at least wardens we're used to seeing around that aren't usually pains in uh, Harry's backside get vanished for one way or another. Are we when when are we going to see what uh, what happens to like Wild Bill and Yoshimo, for example? Uh, they're uh, presumably turned or going to be. So yeah, we'll see a little bit of that. Uh, uh, we'll see a little bit of that in the next book, I think. Oh, that's uh, great. For as to, to a follow up on that, where did Chandler go? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know yet. Uh, I, I wish I could tell you. I, I, I don't know yet. Oh, I bet you wish you could tell us. Well, I mean, you know, I don't wish I could tell you, but I do wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. You wish you knew. 
Yeah, I wish yeah, you could sure. withhold willingly. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish I could willingly withhold from you. As it is, it's involuntary. It's not as much fun. Yeah, it just looked really cool, so we went with that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so other other characters that were notably missing from Peace Talks and Battlegrounds were the likes of Cal and Kimori and other obvious people working for the Circle or the Black Council that we're aware of. What were they busy doing? Um, not being around Ethnew, that's for sure. <laughs> they didn't want to get stepped on? Uh, yeah, exactly. What, what, what point is there in showing up to that? You know, Black Council is not a is not a is not a, a go out in their masses and do battle sort of organization, you know. Probably wouldn't last very long if they were. Was there yeah, any exactly? I mean the White Council smashes people like that. And White Council. Was there anyone significant that was at the Battle of the Bean that you didn't get to name drop? Probably. I mean <laughs> essentially if you lived in Chicago, you were involved in it somewhere. I was I was tempted for a while to do a bunch of short stories about just like the little things that were happening along the way. Uh, uh, you know, what, what happened at Max during the battle, for example, you know, what happened elsewhere? You know, what was Morty doing during that fight? That sort of thing. Yes. Uh, there's plenty, yeah, there's plenty of people who were involved and, and, and just, you know, Dresden didn't see him or he never ran across them or they stayed at home. Uh, 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 you know, but, but essentially the city just went crazy for, for a night. And any of the supernatural folks who were doing stuff were probably doing something, you know, were probably scrambling. Uh, uh, and a bunch of people, and, 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 you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Battleground was a really great place for me to just kill a bunch of people so I didn't have to remember them anymore, you know, so. Good reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we, every once in a while, you know, you got to kind of sweep through with some kind of apocalypse and clean out the cast a little uh, uh, or on these long books or else, you know, you, you're just going to lose track of everyone. Well, speaking of sweeping through people, so she, uh, Ethnew has this super weapon, the Eye of Baylor. Um, now that Harry has it, is that the kind of weapon that someone, even of the level of Mother Winter, uh, would appreciate, or would she just kind of find that thing quaint and be like, "Oh, that's cute," but? Oh no, no, that was a weapon of Baylor. He was a titan. Uh, you know, he was he was a. Uh, uh... Uh, he was he was one of the one of the big bads of he was the big bad of Celtic mythology. Uh, uh, but 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 yeah, but Baylor's weapon was something that was so formidable that you know all the that, that the gods had to be afraid of it. You know, I mean it was it was something that you know the, the, there were multiple stories about it. I mean, yeah, they're they're all gonna be impressed. Uh, that's I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when somebody, you know, somebody puts a 44 magnum magnum in your face, he's got a 44 magnum in your face, and that's what Dresden has. He's got I mean, the eye of Baylor is a 44 magnum to anybody. You know, uh, it's, it's dangerous. Is it even like dangerous to Uriel or his boss? Uh, I mean, if, if, if Royal just stood there in it, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, it could kill him. I mean, it's again, it's one of those things. Oriole is—he's so powerful that he's not even on the scale with with everybody else. I mean, yeah, maybe the Eye of, Bear, of, of Baylor could disintegrate Oriole if Oriole couldn't just immediately teleport anywhere or make the energy go somewhere else. Or, you know, basically do anything at all to defend himself. You know, I mean, if he just stood there like a dummy, sure, somebody could kill him with the Eye of Baylor. Uh, uh, but he's not going to. He's freaking Archangel. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a quick follow-up then, is that, because we know, um, you know, the fairy courts and, and the queens and stuff, they were kind of, they had to come into being for a reason. Was that part of the reason, part of Mab's mantle's creation was to be able to stand up to kinds of things like that as like a fail-safe? Um, 
I, I don't want to tell you too much about it uh, uh, just yet. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, Mab has a role and a purpose. Um, uh, uh, so for her to be where she is, yeah, it was kind of her duty to be able to stand up to threats like that. She wasn't really anticipated to have to stand up to a Titan because they, they, they everybody was pretty sure they were all taken care of. But, uh, uh, you know, Ethnie has been laying low by her time. Uh, uh, but at the same, at the same time, you know, they did what was appropriate. They got everybody together to take it out, to take on the threat, uh, or at least everybody they could. So I know I was speaking of, I have no proper note. You're probably just going to hit me with, uh, uh, I'm sure you're not going to tell me now, but somewhere down the line, will we know who Matt was? Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess. I mean, that, that'll be something that kind of comes in big, it comes in a little bit more toward the end. Um, uh, but she's, you know, she's, she's, she's one of these people who we don't really know what's going to happen to humans when we start living a really long time. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen to us. And so to create Mab, I just sort of extrapolated what happens to people as they, you know, kind of the, the, the psychology of people as they get older while subtracting everything that goes along with degenerating because she didn't, she doesn't degenerate. Uh, uh, and she just, and, and, and the way I look at it is she's just become more and more and more just sort of rational and grounded in this, in this function of what she's doing, you know, to where every part of her psychology, every part of, 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 of who she is as a person has become subsumed by needing to pursue this necessary function, which is defending the mortal world. Um, uh, uh, so as long as, I mean, you know, as long as she's doing that, I mean, that is all she can think about. That's all she does. Uh, it's something that she's been doing for so long that it's just routine at this point. I mean, uh, for her, it's like, okay, all right, yeah, get up, you know, you know, get up, do exercises, have breakfast, kill some enemies, you know, <laughs> go over here and, you know, you, you, uh, torment some enemies, uh, threaten some enemies. All right, good. Yeah, work, work day done. You know, that sort of, you, you, and, and, and it never really stops to occur to her. She never really stops to think should I really be doing this? Because it never really, that, that, that's never a part of her, her, her calculation. Her calculation is always what I'm doing is necessary for the, for the survival of the world. Uh, uh, so, you know, I could worry about whether this is a good or evil, right or wrong, but you know what? I think I'll just do my job, you know, and, and move along to the next step, you know? Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to humans when we start living a really long time, but I, I, it, it really see, I don't know if it's going to be very good for us. We'll have to see. So speaking of Map and her defending the mortal world and the Isle of Baylor, do Map have any other famous weapons stashed away? Magically speaking? Or in famous um, monuments? Yeah, weapons, monuments, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, 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 well, I mean, she's got sort of? Uh, Map is kind of she's sort of an absolute value in, in, in many ways. Um, Mab doesn't go and collect stuff. Mab makes herself more awesome. Um, uh, uh, th that's really kind of more of her philosophy. It's like, go out and get things. It's like, yeah, I mean, you can go out and, and pick up, you know, the Spear of Destiny. And sure, that would be a handy thing. But you know what would be even better is if I made myself really cool, you know, that much cooler, and you know, as much cooler as if I had a Spear of Destiny. And that would be more Mab's, that would be more Mab's uh, tactic. Um, Oh. Not, I misread the not, question not actually. She's not, she's not very material. She's not attached to things. I misread the question. It was actually like with the Battle of the Bean, the weapon stack goes there. Does she does she have similar stashes? Oh else? yeah. Yeah, Mab, Mab is big on being prepared. 
um, uh, uh, and that is that's kind of you know that's kind of one of one of her things and sort of what she does. I mean, when you're a professional guardian, it's kind of your job to be prepared. Uh, uh, so yeah, she has stuff like that all over the place. Statue of Liberty filled with guns. Uh, I don't know if the Statue of Liberty is. I mean, how are you going to get everybody out there to get the guns? Oh, you know, you'd have to use some other statue that's like in what? a park in Manhattan somewhere. That's true. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I didn't Street think about that one. Yeah, well, yeah, Bull on Wall Street, that'd be a good place. All the heads oh, so on that's, Island. So that's why the guy who cut off the, the, the balls of the bull, he's just like, we never heard from him again. Matt was like, you're not showing my stash to people, okay? Right. There's a side Sandra. Everybody knows that the Statue of Liberty is a giant mech waiting to happen. Come on now. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so switching gears off of MAB for just a little bit, at least. Um, so with with the White Council and everything like that, we've gotten some words of Jim and we've seen it play out in the books that uh, each of the wizards have more of a specialty, right? Um, so Ramirez seems to be entropy, entropy magic, and water, uh, listens to wind as water for healing. Yoshimo's an air mage. What does Christos do? Oh, Christos is an, is an earth mage. Okay. Uh, uh, so you got, to see him in, you got to see him in battleground. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of what he does. He does, you know, he does earth moving stuff. Um, uh, uh, he can he can Christos can uh, he can moderate earthquakes. Uh, uh, I mean, he's like he's like if, if you if you've got a, 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 you know, a stone or ground based problem. Christos is the guy on the White Council that you go talk to. Is he better uh, than McCoy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's better, especially than McCoy is. Um, you know, McCoy is the one who is good at everything. And, and if you go and fight him in a duel, it doesn't matter if you are awesome at earth because he's going to, McCoy is going to be better at air than you are. You know, he's, he's going to be better with air than you are. He's going to counter you. It doesn't matter if you're awesome with water. He's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be good with fire. And he's going to counter you. You know, McCoy is the guy who has been in so many fights and has done, you know, has gone up against so many other wizards that he just ain't going to, he's just not going to have a bad day. Uh, is what it really amounts to, and 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 when you're fighting a professional, the guy who never has a bad day is really dangerous. I was actually going to ask if it was like where, where he was compared to Morgan, because I feel like Morgan was definitely a very specialized earth magic and was very good at it. But I guess even Crystal is like pretty past, like far past him. Um, Morgan is a guy that you want to have earth magic on in when there's a fight happening because. You know, Morgan's the guy who can just go boom like that and just bury somebody. You know, uh, I mean, Christos can manage stuff like that too. But Morgan was a—he was a tactical combat specialist. That's what he did. Uh, Christos is, is not as as good at tactical combat as, as as like Morgan was. He he might not win in a fight against somebody like Morgan, even though he's more powerful. But Christos has a much longer reach and can do more stuff from back at home and can do more stuff. You know, doing his research, doing contact with earth elementals and other creatures of earth and stuff like that. I mean. He's got, you know, he's got a, he's got a great big talent stack that he can use, and it's all involved, you know, it's mostly involved with Earth stuff. Um, but he's not a fighter; uh, he's a politician. You know, yeah. he can go out and 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 do big things and and help in big ways, but um, uh, he's not a, but but he's not a go screw up a bunch of people in a fight sort of thing. He's got to coordinate with other guys to get stuff done. So when you see him, you know, doing stuff in a fight and he's actually doing something impressive in battleground, it's because he's working together with Ebenezer. So in the same vein of enforcers and fighters like that, we've seen uh, on the fairy side, mocks and fetches and uh, the gruffs. Are there any other races like that that have um, like a patriarch, like an eldest mantle and someone at the top? 
Probably, yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably an eldest, there's probably an eldest goblin. You know, there's definitely an eldest goblin. That's that, that's that, that's the, the Earl King. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of what it amounts to. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be you know, basically of, of anything. There's going to be an eldest mantle somewhere because that's really important to the Fae. Uh, 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 you know, they, they, they respect things that have been around a while uh, uh, and, and things that, that go by quickly, like most mortals, you know, they, they're like, eh. So you know, as a quick follow-up, is it, oh, yeah, sure. Dog, my goodness. <laughs> he wants to be in this. Yeah, I mean, no so the, so the Wizard of Ostro gets broom behind the curtain. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> How long that take there, you? There, there, are, there, there are squirrels trying to steal uh, a bird food from the bird feeder. And, and, How and, dare they? And Sheriff Brew gets very upset about this violation of the law. Uh, uh, because only only the birds are supposed to have that. I mean, he's a just and honorable <laughs> sheriff. Yes, yes. So, so he feels the need to run out onto the deck and chase the squirrels away whenever we see a squirrel out there. So, you know, so um, as a mammal, you know, he needs to uphold the mammal law. If he doesn't, who, if he doesn't, who will? Exactly, exactly. So was um, Catsith? Would he have been considered the eldest Malk, or was that Grimalkin? Yes. Yeah, and 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 Grimalkin's doing it is doing is doing it now. Okay. So if someone like, for example, the eldest Fetch gets defeated, someone next to line kind of gets that eldest mantle. If you can mantle, that. yeah, the mantle goes to the, ne the, yeah. the next eldest. Yeah. So same as the queens was basically it's the same general. Yeah. The next next guy up. Yep, yep. Next one in line. Everybody. Well, now we know the night mantles don't work quite that way. They're a little more hands-on. So, um, who yeah, was the last? There's, there's more discretion there. And, and as far as discretion goes, who was the last night that um, Mother Winter picked? What, what would be her kind of standard? Oh, that, that Mother Winter picked. Um, yeah, or, or do you mean, or do you, you mean Mother Winter, not Mab, right? Yeah, Mother mm -hmm. Winter. Yeah, Mother Winter would have picked somebody like. I mean, if she was going for a historical figure, she'd go for people like Vlad Sepish, except <laughs> Vlad Sepish was actually somebody else. You know, he was actually doing other stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of she picks people who are completely relentless um, about whatever it is they're trying to get done, and that's the that's the only thing Mother Winter cares about. So Joe Stalin, she pick him, yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, real deceiver there. He really works hard. That's that's a right young boy. He's, he's, go he's a go-getter. Yes, he is. He's got some potential. That's who we need right there. So on the uh, historical figures end, are there any particularly noteworthy or famous uh, magical wizard types out there? Someone like an Aleister Crowley. Was he actually something or was he just a fraud? Uh, uh, Crowley was uh, Crowley was in the Dresden Files universe was kind of a con man uh, uh, who was... Uh, who was this wizard who, who he was, he was, he specialized in illusion magic and, uh, and, and putting on great shows and stuff like that. And he was kind of running his own cult and everybody was like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, you know, all the white councils, like you are just ruining everything. What is going on here? You know how hard it, we just got through the burning times and here you are doing this. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, but yeah, but folks like that, uh, like, like Dr. John B., uh, uh, for example, he was actually on the White Council. Uh, uh, he was an advisor to Queen Elizabeth, who was well known for being a wizard, uh, historically speaking. Um, uh, and, 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 and yeah, there were several folks like that who were actually who actually were on the council, but mostly the White Councils kind of stayed. Uh, um, they they tried to stay low key for the most part. 
Um, uh, 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 um, instead, you'll find most of the historical figures are are connected to um, uh, uh, like fraternal organizations that are that are that, that are that are connected to uh, uh, the supernatural world, like the Thule Society or 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 uh, uh, the Venatorium Brorum. Uh, so mostly the historical figures get connected to stuff like that. Um, if you're a king, it's different. If you're like a king or a queen, it's different because there's actual magical stuff associated with being a king or a queen. Um, for example, Mab does not disrespect Elizabeth in England, period. She just does not. Because the queen of England is the queen of England and she can do things. Uh, and we'll get to see more of that as we go. But she doesn't care if she's like in... Australia or Canada or any of those. Well, I mean, if it's if it's if it's in if it's in part yeah. of a realm, yeah, that's a big deal. You don't screw with okay. her in her realm. Uh, uh, but if she comes to America, you know, she doesn't necessarily have all, all access to all that stuff. You know, she's not walking on the ground to, you know, on, on the ground that she, her family's been ruling for thousands of or for hundreds of years. So, uh, so, yeah. so, what is Mav's perspective on democracy? Um, it's oh. sad. <laughs> yeah, Mav looks at democracy because democracy. Oh. <laughs> you know, and that's really about as much as she thinks of it. It's like, oh, the humans are, okay, they're doing this. They're then, just trying lie. new things again. He was more impressed with the humans when they killed each other with swords. Yeah, it's a fun little yeah. lie they like to tell themselves. They, they've got more destruction fiction. now, but she really feels like they've gone soft. You know, uh, uh, probably it's Disney. Disney is the problem, uh, as far as Mab is concerned. Disney's making things too soft. The, the fairy tales were there to get you ready for the real world. <laughs> she should have bought nice. it when she had the chance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, when do we get to see Leah again? Um, probably next book uh, is what I would what what I would anticipate. Um, yeah, yeah. Dred. I mean, she she's gonna have to check in on Dresden. He's gotten wrecked, you know. And she she's still his godmother and all. And uh, uh, actually, yeah, actually, she might be the one who shows up and slaps him in the face to you know, you know, get up, get moving, that sort of thing. Uh, how soon will we learn the details of her bargain with Margaret? You said before that it would probably cause them to, to throw down, but when do they actually fight? Uh, when, when did they fight? When do Leah and Harry fight over the bargain that Leah had with Margaret? Oh, I don't know if they will. Oh. Um, at this point, I don't know if they will. Uh, Dresden keeps growing up on me. Uh, and lots of things that I wanted to do, and I didn't necessarily get to do them while I was writing on, you know, as I was going along. Uh, I'll have to see. Next You're saying Harry's got, is Harry's going to be no, too mature question. to pick that fight? Damn. Never thought I'd see the day. Harry not taking a fight. <laughs> I so want to know what that bargain fully was. What did Margaret pay? <laughs> oh, you know what? We will get to do the details of that before the end. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's necessary. Just... You're right. That's a good question. Thank you. I'll have to show that now. Yay! Okay. I contributed. <laughs> I helped. <laughs> So um, her slight uh, tangent based on her role, which is to be, you know, kind of like at the gates when Mab is and all this stuff. As far as the guardianship of the gates over time, has it has it kind of been a cycle where one pantheon falls, the next one picks it up because the other one lost warship and this one got stronger? Or have there always been kind of like a little bit of a coalition and just whichever was top dog at the time was the one in charge? Um it's almost always been a bit of a coalition. Um, uh, the Fae have always kind of been the foot soldiers of what was going on, but it's been it's only, it's been more recently that they've been given autonomy, which is to say, Mab and Titania. Um, 
Uh, I mean, and when I say recently, I mean like within the past few thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, as far as the immortal things are concerned, recent events are, you know, human history. And was were they kind of sort of to circumvent that whole problem of a, of a continual transition? Because it seems like if you're losing power based on faith, you'd want something a little more permanent, like a mantle that, you know, goes and stays in power all the whole time. It was it, it was it was it was less about that. Um, less about the whole thing running on faith and more about the fact that occasionally things got bad and, and the Fae needed backup. Uh, uh, and that would be when, you know, that would be when it's, it's okay, we've got to cover this one. Who's got this one? Uh, 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 how about Asgard? Yeah. Asgard gets this one. Go guys. You know, like that. Um, uh, uh, and that was how it went for a long time, but, uh, um, you know, but you know, prehistory, that was pretty much how it went. But, um, as things have gone on, uh, it, you know, the past couple of thousand years, it's been mostly the Fae in charge uh, 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 because they, you know, they, 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 they essentially they got they got a sponsor and, 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 and then they were able to, to get some actual leadership put in place. So They got a sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually told everybody about it already. It's in the books, but um, mm. you, you'll have to come up with it yourselves. Mm. Reread. <laughs> I know, right? Like face. <laughs> That's the next year of our life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. Reread Skin Game. Okay. okay so the... mm. that makes sense. Oh, I'm only, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a could you tell us uh, a little bit about the library librarians? Uh, no, I will tell you nothing about the librarians. You can learn about them later. In twelve months. Uh. uh Will they start getting there by then? Yeah, we'll be there by the end, by the end of the next book. I'm sure they're harmless. They're the men know. in black, you can't just like tell us about them. So, <laughs> well, no, no, no. They can't even just tell us about them. Right. It's uh, well, so, you know, is is Tilly in the librarians? I think I've read that somewhere, but that might just be a rumor. Uh, no, he's FBI. I mean, no, he's straight FBI. Right. So, if you can't tell about. Uh, can you confirm if oh man, I'm not just gonna get and I'm not gonna tell you. Is is Elaine is Elaine a starborn? Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> we had to try. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, we we get obviously some more information in, in Battlegrounds. So the question then became, you know, we've had for a while that she was born in the right time frame, I think, is as close as we got. And so we're like is there a starborn or not? And obviously in battlegrounds, there are multiple now and they're concurrently operating. So it, it opens up some more of those questions, but yeah, there were, there were 40 or 50,000 at first. Yeah, what? Starborn? starborn. Since the beginning of time or right now? No, no, there were 40 or 50,000 starborn in this cycle at first. Oh, and then they, and they get, get whittled down. It's been about, it's been close to 40 years. There ain't so many of them left. So you know. is, is being starborn a pre, like, do you have to have been mortal when to be a starborn? You just had to have been in the right place. Okay. Uh, you I, was thinking if, um... I mean, you, really, you just have to have been unlucky. Okay. Unlucky. <laughs> I was well, just thinking if, if uh, Dra Dracul, that's how you say it, right? If he was, if he was mortal once. It's like a side thought I just had. Well, I mean, well, you'll, you'll have to see as we as we go along. We'll get yeah, more stuff about the, grand, about the grand climactic, and that'll be fun. Yeah, 
I mean, even if he had been mortal, I, I had a feeling it would be, you'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you mentioned before once that he was something unhuman and got put mortal. So I guess we're not going to get to find out what he was once yet. Well, not yet. Well, not today. <laughs> well, so at least on his, um, his more historical uh, time frame, uh, I was wondering, there seems to be a slight discrepancy, at least on how the old the Black Court is, because... Is that just because um, Dracul and Dracula, you know, are they, I assume they're older than their historical personas. Yes. And uh, so Dr- Dracul, especially Dracul has been, has been uh, somebody that, that, that popped up in, in various places in history. I mean, history is full of history full of little monsters that aren't really particularly, you know, particularly, particularly remembered. Uh, uh, and he's been several of them. So kind of like Odin with his Beowulf and all. Yeah, that. exactly. Well, yeah, once you're immortal, yeah, and, and you're you're interacting with mortals, and you know they're just a pain, unless you know you deal with the memento style, you know, by by banishing from their memory, you know, uh, uh, it just makes sense. It just makes life simpler for you when when you're an immortal. Oh my so, gosh, the humans and their issues. Is his son old enough? Like, how old essentially is the Black? Court that are they the oldest court or are they just um okay the, the the black court itself is not too much older than uh uh, uh the dracula uh because uh, he was the one who really kind of went crazy make, make, making making more vampires uh, uh his father didn't he just wanted the small he just wanted a small hand-picked crew of people who were awesome uh, uh and that was his way of making super soldiers was black court vampires um uh, 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 but Dracul wanted more of that and, and sort of let it loose into the world. And, and you know, his, or, or Dracula did, and his father was very displeased. So it was uh, Dracul who made the Black Court vampires? Because yeah. we were a little, con- uh, I wasn't sure if it was like Dracula, and then Dracul's just kind of, that's a neat thing you made there, son. I'm no, no, no. Well, Dracul made them. Dracula was the way, made a popular, I, I suppose, is the way to think of it. Um, uh, 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 but 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 yeah, you've actually but you've actually seen how Dracul operates now. I mean, that's just how he's gone through his whole career is with this this tight group of of enforcers and then himself being awesome. We that's the, when we saw that scene in the in the graveyard, and you know, I saw that Mavra was the drummer. I was like, who are these other guys? If she's yeah, drumming, yeah, the, old, the old guard, the ones who are the ones who are still alive. You know, the ones who live. Yeah. Right. So all the good, uh, strong ones. Kind of random question. In Peace Talks and Battleground, Harry still talks like he's poor. What happened to his diamonds? Oh, he still has them. He's just not spending them. You know, two million dollars in diamonds is not nearly as much diamonds as you think it is. Okay. Uh, especially when you got to go when you got to go uh, when you got to go trade when you got to go trade. You know, you, essentially you got to go pawn them. Uh, uh, so you can't you know drop too many of them in one place at one time. Uh, so That's when, it, it, when the police comes knocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His his so his his so his his diamond wealth is sort of trickle wealth that you, he's got to use a little bit carefully. So we've now seen essentially all the accorded nations basically in one big fight, um, and you've you've actually put in the books that the accords are something fairly recent, and it seems like they stem from the kind of throwaway mention of the Unseelie Accursion in 1994 that comes up in Stormfront and is uh-huh. never talked about again. That's right. Is there Are there any particular details or reasons for that event that we could get? 
Uh, I will tell you that it was it, it originated in a clash between the summer and the winter night, uh, <laughs> okay. and and it just got out of hand, and 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 then things just got completely crazy. And uh, I I, I kind of know the story of it in my head. Um, uh, I keep thinking about maybe I should write it up eventually. Yeah, That'd be cool. Was it yeah, the 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 summer night from Summer Night? The, the guy who dies in that book? Yeah, yeah. Ronald Rule versus yeah. Uh, Lloyd Slate. Yeah, it started it with those. Two. Yeah. Nice. Tell you what, if you write it, I'll give you a dollar. That's how this works, right? So yeah. awesome. Possibly a couple of it, dollars. <laughs> if you write it, I will buy it. Okay, that's that's, that's generally that's how more than one dollar. Uh, I'm willing to do that contract. Uh, in cold days, Harry asked for help from Vaterung in exchange for a favor. When is Vaterung going to call in his favor? Ooh, when is he going to call in his favor? The worst possible time, that's when. Okay, yeah, that, that's the right answer. When will be the worst possible time? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you sent him down a path you shouldn't have sent him down. No, this I'd actually forgotten about that favor. Jeez. He went down the path where Chandler went. We don't know yet. Okay, director, you helped earlier. Now stop helping. No. <laughs> now you're helping too much. <laughs> At some point, Harry can blame me for some of his problems. I'm okay with this. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, so I, f I feel like I've read that you've already confirmed this, but just to be sure, Bob stays with Harry now? Uh, well, Bob is with Harry now. Will he I mean, stay I, with I, Harry? I, I, I'm not going to tell you the future of the book. <laughs> I mean, he's with Harry now. I feel like, okay, maybe not. I was going to say, maybe Bob could be a good mentor to Bunny, but then I no. thought about it for two more seconds, and I was like, no, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Probably not, no. Nah, nah. Well, now he's got a whole castle he can keep them apart in. So you, you teased us with this uh, in your last uh, Reddit AMA. Uh, you said that you've already introduced Bob's parents. So who exactly are Bob's parents? I'm not telling you that. You guys can figure it out. <laughs> so there are enough hints. There are enough hints that we could figure it out already. I have no idea. If you There's enough names. Not, I, I've stopped. I've stopped trying to figure out what readers can figure out. Because there's some things that I drop that I think are just the most obvious thing ever, and then people go, "Oh my God, I didn't see it coming." And then there's yeah, other things where I drop one freaking word in one book, and somebody cross references it, and then goes to Reddit and gets everybody on it, and then every and then they then they crowdsource whatever it is and come up with an answer uh, for something that I was not going to write for another two or three books, and you've already determined it, and now you've ruined it for everyone. I hope you're happy with yourselves. <laughs> Exceedingly, yeah. <laughs> that's that's who you guys are these yeah. guys on the panel here these guys here that's, that's what they are they're the fans who ruin things for other fans by by thinking about it too hard listen that's the only fair thing yeah. the only fair thing is at the end of the series you just write the list of all the things that were ruined and you set it out <laughs> okay all right i'll do that that would actually be a cool like a dresden compendium with here's all the lore this things could that have happened, but this some could have happened but some fan worked yeah. it out so i had to stop here's the mirror mirror <laughs> version of the series Nice. When did Bob learn how to kill an immortal? Um, well, it's one of those things that he's known for a long time. I mean, Bob was born knowing a lot of things based upon his parentage. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the parentage, I think Gibbs, you mentioned you're once mean. before that, <laughs> mean sometimes. Um, based on the way Athena was born, she would she's basically a spirit of intellect, but she also seemed to have had a body. Is there some is that a godly thing or is there 
a mechanic by which a spirit could get a physical form more permanently. Um, well, let's just say that if, 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 if Molly hadn't been around, that Harry would be a much different person now. Um, and, and, and leave it at that. Uh, uh, and that when, when, you, when, when the spirit, but when the spirit gets born of somebody like Zeus, Zeus can do something about it more than Harry can. You know, Zeus is able to go, oh, yeah, you know what? Okay, here's the body for you. There you go. <laughs> that takes care of that headache. Yeah. What, uh, if any, equipment of Harry survive the fire, and will he ever get it back? Um, very little. Uh, in fact, nothing really was useful, um, was magically useful after, after, after the fire at his place. Uh, and there was very little left. Um, uh, uh, Alcohol-based fires burn really hot, and, and it's, you know, it, it's kind of an issue. Um, as far as getting it back, he has to build back. Um, uh, and that'll be part of what he's doing. I mean, it's kind of why we're taking 12 months here. You I mean, he hasn't had time to make good equipment. I mean, he's been making, he's been making, you know, schlocky equipment for the past three books. Yeah, I've, I've actually thought we were talking about it before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just been really, he's just been throwing stuff together uh, uh, because he hasn't really had a, a base of operation or, or really much in the way of resources. Um, uh, that's that's going to change now. We'll say combined with Maps training, it has forced him to become a lot better without equipment. So I'm looking forward to see how he will be with equipment again. So well, equipment is. I mean, the, 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 generally speaking, the White Council thinks of equipment as a crutch. You know, they're, 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 they're willing to allow that you can take a staff with you because it's so useful. You can do it for so many things. So, so you know, a staff is, is, is considered, you know, that's fine. But everybody else using equipment, they must be a kid because that's, that's kid stuff. You know, kids make toys because they can't really control their own power. They haven't learned how yet. Uh, uh, Dresden makes toys to help him control his power because he hasn't learned how. But, you know, he's going to be looked at as kind of less than a full adult wizard until he starts doing things, you know, without using uh, various gugas. Like simply wielding a shield into existence. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, you don't so you have okay. a shield bracelet. You just make a shield happen. And that, that, that's what you're supposed to do as a wizard. Uh, that castle that Marcone uh, flew in to take place, uh, that clearly had its own history. It already yeah. has its own spells. Where was it from and what was its name? It's from Scotland. And what was its name? I'm not telling you the name of the historical castle. Damn. <laughs> uh, 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 I can't do that because then people show up places. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and, and again, I can't do that because it's guys like you that have ruined it. You know? Does it have mythological significance? Could it have been something like people would have thought, oh, maybe this was Camelot once? No, no, it was just a little castle. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but it, you know, it happened to be, there happened to be somebody there who, who, who wanted to make it, who wanted to make it you know, nice and impregnable. So. Someone whose name begins with M? I'm not going to tell you who. <laughs> Come on. Everyone's like name begins with M. I was going to say, that's half the characters of the Dresden Files. You can't <laughs> that's just why it's gimme. <laughs> oh, you're right. My gosh, I should have just said, yeah, M. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 What, what well, I mean, because we know from Peace Talks that it was the Tuatha, right? That they they at least enchanted it. So uh, They were the craftsmen who built it. Um, but anyway. Well, that was fun, but switching gears again, or do you got a follow-up, Director? You, you look no, like you're... Okay. So we we wanted to ask about dragons because it was another one of the things that it's like, if you go back in enough history that the story feels like it's changed or maybe we're just getting two pieces of the story, right? So when Ebenezer says that he was responsible for Tunguska and Dresden says that the last dragon died there, was that the same event? Oh, or... it was the last time, it was the last time a dragon was, it, it, well, 
it wasn't. I don't think it was the last time a dragon was killed, but it was one of the times a dragon was killed. Uh, uh, dragons getting killed is a big deal. There are events like Tunguska, mm. and Eb was involved in that. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, was the resulting explosion was it his power that that's needed to take out the dragon, or was that the result of the dragon essentially blowing up? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I mean. I mean, we gotta have we gotta have Harry worry about that when he's fighting his own dragon, don't we? <laughs> of course. Uh, what does Vaterung have on Pharovax that kept Pharaoh from riding out Dresden during peace talks? Um, the fact that Vaterung could have started a fight that killed Pharovax. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they could have gone. They, I mean, that was all. That was all they were doing was just sitting there waiting for one of them to pull the trigger. I mean, they, they were basically just two gunfighters at the, at the whole meeting, just sitting there like this the whole time, uh, 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 and that was that was that 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 was their dynamic. Uh, so, uh, um, you know, Pharovax uh, uh, does not like does not like Vaterung at all. Now, is it more personal? Is does he have any connection to being the World Serpent, or is he ju- is that just because they're on the same power level? Well, you'll have to see. <laughs> He's not going to answer that one yet. <laughs> Uh, nothing ventured. Nothing yeah. ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. All right. Hugen and Munin primarily bodyguards, or they do they function as spies as well? Oh, Hugen and Munin? Yeah. Uh, mostly bodyguards. Uh, hmm. They can go out and do stuff, but they're not somebody that Odin sends out on a regular basis to do stuff. You know, that's, that's you know, Odin, that's, that's along, the, Odin sends them out on, on, on missions along the line of, you know, all right. Loki got Thor in trouble again. Go arrange things so that, so that Thor can get out. Don't let him know you're there. You know that's the kind of mission that that Hugi and Moon get. Uh, um, you know they do a lot of cleanup behind the scenes, and they they, they kind of resent the the other gods. You know they don't have to do all the work. <laughs> they resent people like Harry. Well, they, they, they just sort of dislike humans. You know, okay. humans are humans are complicated. You know, they're they're always doing things. They're always changing. Humans are the worst. Nobody likes humans. Yeah, really? I mean, honestly. Not even humans. <laughs> so the, the Einherr Yard are revenants. They're people returned. Uh, right. How is that magic related to necromancy and the fact that the Einherr Yard don't need a drum, but they are dead and returned? They, 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 it's not necromancy. It's something else. Um, uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that... Uh, yeah, I'll just tell you. It, uh, I, I, I don't know if this is going to come out anywhere. It's Soulfire. Uh, Holy uh, fuck! <laughs> right. Where could that possibly come up? I mean, we don't know yeah. anybody who has that power. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, that, that, but yeah, that's that's kind of what Odin's got over the over a bunch of over over the gods and why the gods don't mess with him. Odin's got fucking Soulfire. And Mr. Uh, Sunshine has lunch with him once a year. Real. He can be real. Okay. That's handy. Now, is that something he got as a result of essentially staying mortal and active in all this? The kind of thing he couldn't have ever gotten if he had stayed what he what he once well, was. That seems like a very like a very clever theory. <laughs> I'm known for those. Um, all right, so now we got to go to the real stuff that you're never going to answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> as far as we're, as far we're, as we're coming up on time though, too. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, we can skip if that's if we want to get like one. Oh, or two let's, let's get a couple more in. We'll, we'll do a couple more. All right. So then, 
as much as we can get about Nemesis now that we've seen it's taken someone particularly close to Dresden and, and his brother, um, are there is there really just one way that it spreads to from person to person or being to being? Is there are there particular requirements that have to be met? Not terribly. Uh, the only the, the only the only the only limit it has is how many places it can be at once. It can only be in so many places at once. But it's more than a couple because we've seen at least a few more than a couple at the same time. More than a couple, but there's a limit. But less than forty thousand starboard. Starboard, correct. All right. Also, my well, theory: plus, it, it seems like there's a limit. The whole point of the starboard is 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 that they 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 don't have to put up with the nonsense from the outsiders. Uh, stuff like Nemesis taking them over. Reality's white blood cells. Yeah. Nice. If we want to continue with a with the train of thought, then for a little bit, um, so. Uh, it, there have been some implications that Thornton Amschil, or at least his coin bearer at one point, was infected. Um, if if a coin bearer is infected, is it just the host, or does the angel get it get some That's effect really as well? Fascinating question. <laughs> it was worth a shot. All right, because I just, mean, you know, given developments, that could go south fast. Right. Exactly. Well, in cold days, Justine was on the island. The demon reach knows she was infected. That she was a walker. Um, uh, 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 no, she, Justine was there. Let me think. Yeah, she actually got out to the island. That's right, she did. Yeah, that was in cold days. Where was it in cold days? I'm trying to remember now. She she made it to the end. I think. Yeah, did, wasn't she, was she like one that. of the ones inside the circle? Yeah, because the that's red right. yeah, that's right. captured them. Curled up inside it. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, the thing about Nemesis is you don't, you can't tell when Nemesis is there unless you figure it out. There's, it's from the outside. There's no magic that helps you that helps you with that. Um, there's no way to tell. So why it's scary, but but you can figure it out. And and also Nemesis is nemesis is an outsider and while it probably knows humans and the mortal world better than any other outsider it's still this alien entity that sort of only learns things by by looking at it and sort of puzzling it together um uh, uh it, it doesn't really understand humans it understands them about as well as if you had a really big like a really really huge co uh, block of code and then you had somebody start reading it to to, to tell what it did uh, you could have somebody that read the code and figured it all out, but I mean, it's you know, that's a big thing to figure out, which is sort of humanity sort of the same way. So, you know, the, when Nemesis is looking at him, it can't duplicate human stuff all the time. It can't duplicate human reactions all the time. It just can't. It's imperfect. It's, it's this alien thing. It can be anywhere, but it can't be it can't be right all the time. Uh, but you just, but but you also you don't get any you don't get any 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 favors fighting it either. You have to fight it with like logic and intuition. Hmm. So if there's no magical way to uh, to detect it, does that count for you know Grigori and fallen angels as well? Then because so? Mac Mac was dangerously close to her in that scene that we're thinking about. So um, uh -huh. she was tending to his wounds. I think was the particulars uh -huh. of the scene. So oh yeah, that's but, right, she was. Yeah. Oh goodness! Wow. <laughs> Oops, we we were helping right. again. Ah, <laughs> come on. 
Yeah. And Uriel, okay. Uriel was looking at her too when showing Harry the, the ghost of right now with Thomas and Justine. Right. It, Uriel doesn't know, or did he? <laughs> <laughs> from the outside man okay. yeah um so the british guy that's in demon reach the one that told harry to piss off in the beginning of skin game when did he get put into demon reach what was the warden that interred him there um uh i think the warden that interred him there was the first one <laughs> <laughs> i told you ah! uh that's that's interesting crosstalk because you said that it couldn't possibly be merlin because we wouldn't understand him so because his british would be too out there but he's as old as as Merlin, presumably. And is perfectly intelligible British. Oh, Merlin gets away with time travel. This is Jim Bamboozling us again. <laughs> he could have done it know. 20 minutes ago for all we know. Once we know, once we know, we'll think back on this and be like, that son of a... <laughs> the original Merlin did it because Dresden's the original Merlin, right? I'm just kidding. Sorry, now I'm just... <laughs> well, I mean, Merlin was supposed to age backwards, wasn't he? Right. All right. Do we do we want to do we want to uh, call time? We want to be conscientious. So I got to wrap things up for today. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. We have we, a list for next time. I know. We yep. appreciate it. We were yeah. We've got through quite a bit, but mm -hmm. I mean, we could go forever if you let us. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's have boundaries. Let's be professional. Right. All right. We want we want him to come back. So we gotta. All right. That's the All end right, of this. In the future, okay. Yes, sir. Yep. Definitely. Thank All you right. so much for your time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, so much.